Well, I just want to put a, a very simple scripture. Some of you will know this. It's actually from the New Living Translation. It's the story of Daniel. Remember, Daniel is rising through the ranks. He's really potentially going to become the leader underneath the king. And people don't like it. Uh, and they, So they make a law uh, that no one can worship the king. Anyone else? And uh, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed... He went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. With its windows open towards Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. And I've just been living with that scripture, those verses, for the last two or three weeks, particularly at the beginning of this, of this new year. Back in the, the mid-80s, which was a former life for me, and for some of you, you weren't even born, I know, but I had the privilege for two or three years of attending uh, Moreland's Bible College. Um, my New Testament lecturer for two years, by the way, was a man called John Hosier, but that's a different story. Um, but in the first couple of weeks uh, as students at Moreland's, we had a series of induction lectures like you do, and uh, how to write a paper, and so on, so forth, those kinds of things. But we also had a series of encouragements about personal development, about our spiritual walk. And as part of this, we were told that a local vicar from Westbourne, and outside of Bournemouth, was going to come and visit us and speak to us. Well, being a very highly mature 21-year-old Christian, coming from good brethren background, I wasn't at all sure what a local vicar was going to teach me, or even that he would be a Christian. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> anyway, the name of that local vicar was Alec Matea. <laughs> Some of you will know that name. Alec Matea is a great Bible scholar. He wrote probably what is still the foremost commentary on the book of Isaiah. Um, and he was also one of the editors uh, with John Stott of uh, the Bible Speaks Today series. He was the local vicar who was to come and speak to us. The thing, he said lots of things that day, but the thing I remember so clearly to a room of fresh Bible college students who were going to take on the world and thought they knew everything already, he talked about us, the priority of our walk with the Lord. He talked about the privilege of the time that we were being given, whether it was two years, three years, four years, that was available to us over these years. And he urged us to take time to develop good habits with the word and with prayer. He spoke to us about the spiritual disciplines. I've never forgotten it. He talked how in the years to come, ministry and life in general would have the potential to swamp us. How vital it was to make a priority to develop, to keep, and to protect our time, our walk with the Lord. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed, that his life was in severe danger, he panicked. Packed his bags as quick as he could, and he ran. No. He got himself in a total state, trying to work out the X, Y, and Z of it all. Have you ever been there? No. He went home, he knelt down in his upstairs room as usual, 
He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. For some of us here, and look around the room at dear friends, many of you are dear friends, and we've journeyed through the years of New Frontiers and now Regions Beyond and so on. Some of us have literally been to hundreds of these kinds of events, haven't we, Ray? <laughs> For others of you, it's very new. Maybe it's your first time. If it is, you're very welcome. You're so welcome. But whether this is usual or very unusual, I want, along with Steve, I just love Steve, so I just want to share these things, and I just thought, yeah, that so rings with what I felt God laid on my heart to say to you as we start. I want us to recognize what an incredible opportunity we have over these next couple of days. Daniel may have knelt down just as usual, just as he had always done. But that didn't mean that for one minute there was a lack of power or encounter with the living God. There was nothing usual about the God that he was kneeling before. Amen. As a result of Daniel's simple act of continuing to devote himself to seek the face of God, the entire course of a nation, indeed human history, changed. It wasn't his clever speech. It wasn't his good looks or his physical strength. Even the work that he was taking part in in that nation. God used the most basic down-to-earth act of devotion, getting down on his knees to accomplish what no army could ever accomplish. Just as I was thinking at the beginning of the year, just, just coming to an end now, but I want us to come to prayer and to worship. I came across this quote from St. John Christostom. Just listen to this, hear this, as we set out on these three days. The potency of prayer has subdued the strength of fire. It has bridled the rage of lions, hushed anarchy to rest, extinguished wars, appeased the elements, expelled demons, burst the chains of death, expanded the gates of heaven, assuaged diseases, repelled frauds, rescued cities from destruction, stayed the sun in its course, and arrested the progress of thunderbolts. We're living in a context right now, aren't we, in a day and an age of huge national and international change and upheaval. And that's just in regions beyond. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> that, that's nationally across the world. Many of us are coming out of context of ministry in some form or other. It's highly likely that there are all sorts of things that different ones of you are living with thing is, we often make the mistake of thinking that ministry is something that we do for God. However, our ministry must, has to flow from our relationship with the Father and with his Son, the Lord Jesus. Can I invite you to stand? I want to lead us in prayer. But I want you to take a moment, before we pray for others, for anything else, as we come to the Lord, I want you, actually, as it were, to lay a hand upon yourself and to pray for yourself and to ask the Holy Spirit to come. I felt as I was preparing that uh, uh, just a word, as it were, from the Lord came. I believe the Lord calls every single one of you right now. And the Lord Jesus says, come to me. 
Seek my face. As Steve has said to us already, seek my face again. Just like you've done many times before. Many times before. But no, there is nothing mundane about these days. There is nothing mundane about these encounters. These are days of my grace. These are days of my spirit. These are the days of outpouring of my spirit. And I want to invite you, come to me. Come to me with your agendas. Come to me with your mountains. Come to me with your questions. I want to meet with you in these days. I want to meet with you individually. I want to meet with you in your churches. I want to meet with you in the nations. And I want to meet with you to the ends of the earth, says your God. Let's lift our voices. Pray for ourselves. Lord, we ask you, come upon us. We need you. Oh God, we need your refreshing Lord, there is nothing normal, there's nothing regular about you. We come to you, we come to you, Lord, and we say, fill us, meet with us, heal us, deliver us, set us free, Lord God, pour out your Spirit upon us. We say, Holy Spirit, you're so welcome, you're so welcome. Come and flood us, come and touch your people. Come and touch your people. Help us now as we lift up your name, as we worship you, as we magnify you. Lord Jesus, we exalt you, we praise you, we adore you. Lord Jesus, come upon us. Come upon us. Amen.